welcome back to infuse moods all right i know i left it quiet on my end for a while but that was not the intention if you let my good friend jamez tell it though i was using the cast as a time exercise <laughs> um i think while i was away jamez was definitely on me about the content like it felt more so of um when people used to be like where's the album <laughs> to their favorite artist where's the album and Jamez faithfully reminded me during this little break of the amount of days it had been since I concluded season two and honestly I'm a little embarrassed and I reassured him every time I was like Jamez no I'm coming back I'm coming back just give me time and I hope he didn't lose faith in me <laughs> so this episode in general is dedicated to Jamez and the greatness that he is. <laughs> well, we can count no more. Let's catch up. But first, the music. This season, we are doing things a little bit differently by sort of following a theme with the music mixes. I love samples, all kinds of samples in music, in, in movies, just everywhere samples, even with food. So each episode will have a song and the song it samples. Some will be on topic with the theme and others not. For this episode, I am choosing NOJ, Time After Time, which is a classic and one of the first songs I fell in love with as a kid. It samples another song I love by Cyndi Lauper, which is also called Time After Time. My tap jazz teacher, Miss Kay Gross, shout out to her, used to always play this to get us warmed up before rehearsal. I have very fond memories with both versions of the song, and I think they are probably my favorite sample duo because of how well it was done. Like, NOJ's version pays homage to Cyndi Lauper's version, which is a more R&B feel. But if you think about it, Cyndi Lauper's is kind of R&B. It was revolutionary for the time and very on brand so just shout out to both artists and the way that this sample is done so hopefully you guys like that song you might have already heard of one of the versions and if you've heard of both awesome so samples come in all different forms and you have to be creative to take bits of an older song to create another version that holds its own weight samples can be lyrics beats sound bites and more i feel like the leonardo dicaprio meme sometimes when i hear something and i'm trying to catch a sample and where i know from i will really stop everything i'm doing and i'll be snapping my fingers i'm like where do i know this and i'll rack my brain i'll type in little lyric bits and it's it's a whole wormhole it's it's bad it's really bad but when i find it i'm like aha yeah i knew that so that is how we're going to do the music in this season with some tie-ins from time to time, no pun intended. <laughs> Back to the ketchup. Since we last talked, I have done a lot. I've become a dog mom, gone to Miami, graduated with my master's in mechanical engineering, but most importantly, this is the biggest one, I finally rested. Well, I'm still resting because a severe burnout that had been on my heels since graduation of undergrad, can you believe it, was getting worse and worse and I didn't know or recognize it. I, I just didn't know that it was upon me and I didn't know that 
that's what it was. So I decided to practice what I preach to everyone and slow down and reset my creative mind as I tend to have a lot of ideas, but honestly, as of late, I have had no follow through. So there was no desire to see something to completion. There was no desire to create. It just felt like a funk and I had to figure out why this was happening. So during the ending of season two, I saw a shift in the podcast and creative market that I didn't completely agree with. Things had taken a more clickbait approach based off of just that clicks. And you might even notice that in the social media realm, especially now that Twitter has rebranded and I won't call it its new name, but it has rebranded and people are able to get monetary gain for their engagement that kind of felt how everything was moving also there's been a repetitive discourse of the same toxic topics with the sole purpose of creating division i wanted no parts in the space because of that and it made me question my own topics because what i was putting out wasn't gaining traction while these topics were things i cared about it was hard to get others to care about enough to listen to then there was the music I don't know about you, but the music that has been put out over the last year or so has been awful. I mean, ridiculously awful. I don't even want to comment on certain artists or pool things anymore. I didn't want to listen to albums. I was just like, this is hot garbage. Like, no more. I think I took a break from listening to music for about the extent of time that I haven't been recording podcasts. So that should let you know something. And artists are not giving the same energy or talent that they used to. And I don't, I don't even know. I don't even, don't, don't get me started on the state of rap. That's a topic for a later time. And I know that can become a huge debate, but we're gonna have to sit down on that. And we're gonna really have to talk about, because I know I'm not the only one feeling like this, not just about rap, but just music overall. So that will be on a later episode. So wait on that also became discouraged because I felt that those I depended on to validate and listen to my content were not. There's a saying and it comes in different forms and you might have already heard it from someone in some way, but it's that the people you know will know you are doing something, selling something in something, but they will support someone else or a brand name or just another space that's doing the same exact thing as you before they will support you. And it's, mm, I don't know how to explain how disheartening that is and how it can make you feel as if what you're doing just is a pile of nothing. And yeah, it can send you down just a deep hole where you're just questioning your creative space. And unfortunately there is a lot of truth to the saying to the actuality, the reality, and it's unfortunate. Top that with trying to keep momentum with putting out an episode and all the work that comes with it, it just became draining and no longer fun. So I had to check myself, why did I start this cast in the first place? Answer, for myself. As one of our past guests used to say, I will put out content even if I'm the only one to listen because I am doing it for me no one else. I realized I needed to find my why again and give myself a break to learn about how I was feeling. As I was digging into it, I found out it was burnout on all levels. No longer the days of the block or writer's block. 
burnout isn't all over fizzle out. For me, it felt like burnout in career, in life, in creative tasks. So I just dug into the topic and found this really neat article from Sketch Designer Repeat where it's called Creative Burnout and Improving Artist Mental Health. In it, they define it as the state of not feeling creative enough and where we feel anxiety, overwhelmed, and both physical and emotional fatigue. When I read that, one, I felt that there's just a name for everything that you probably go through in life. You just have to dig and research or sit down with someone who can tell you what it is that you're going through. And when I put that all into perspective, I felt that I had accurately deduced what was happening in every part of my life. Now, these are the symptoms. One, self-doubt. Check. Frustration and irritability. I probably wasn't the most pleasant person for these past few months prior to the resurgence. So, yeah, check. Procrastination. Triple check. I've always been an awesome procrastinator. I feel that has helped me through my career and definitely my school career, but it, it, it got really bad. So, yep, there's that check. Constant exhaustion. And I know people would ask me, how are you doing, Imani? How are you feeling? And I would say, I'm tired. That would just become my automatic response. I'm, like, I'm tired. I wouldn't even try to hide it. And I couldn't tell you exactly why I was saying it, but I felt tired. I felt tired mentally and physically, but the fact that that was becoming my go-to answer was a little scary. And then there's the comparison check. That was definitely happening. And I love that saying where it states comparison is a thief of joy. And I have to remind myself of that because it is. As soon as you compare yourself to something, someone, it's over. It's a wrap. You invite in all those negative thoughts and you just lose your way. So I definitely had that. And then last, headache and digestive issues. So this was a somewhat check. I started having really bad headaches and I'm not a headache person. And no amount of water that I was drinking was helping. No amount of closing my eyes. I thought I could sleep it away. It just, it just felt like a headache that wasn't going to go away until I did something about it. So I think when I looked at all the symptoms, and I'm not trying to be a WebMD doctor, but I felt like I checked out. And unfortunately, or fortunately, all of the things that you could do to fix it actually helped me. So here were some of the fixes. They said to take a break, switch gears, enjoy the process, set healthy boundaries, look at your past work and consume media. Because according to MSNBC, 89% of Americans suffer from burnout every year. Burnout in general is on the rise since the pandemic started, but has been at an all-time high since 2021. And there are two types of people who are at a greater risk of burnouts, women and workers under 30. Unfortunately, your girl checked both boxes on the work and creative front, so I had to address this by trying to take their advice. This is how I think I fixed it for a bit, and I'm still tweaking this and trying to figure it out. First, the song Time After Time helped me in more ways than one, and the lyric that kept repeating was, when you're lost, you can look and you will find me. 
time after time. I felt like this pertained to my creative mind. I felt lost, but in the end I took a break and I looked around a bit and I found me or my creativity again. I used that energy from finding everything again and I took my mom saying to heart, she would always say, there is no one holding you hostage and making you have to put something out always at a certain time. Get to it when you get to it. I think I took this a little bit too uh, at heart. <laughs> I applied to everything and I mean everything. And this season, I will do that as well with the cast. And that includes publishing when I see fit. And I equated this to setting healthy boundaries. I switched gears by doing absolutely nothing and I'm one of those people where I do know how to unplug but it was getting to the point where when I would stop running around I wasn't completely still like I was restless and I was trying to figure out what was the next what what could I be doing I need to be doing something what 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 and that was terrible that's a horrible feeling to have so I just I did nothing I prepared for graduation and stopped being on timelines oh I focused on other things and realized this burnout theme was rippling through every area of my life so I took time to address it on those fronts because I needed to have those handled before coming back to content and fixing it here on the podcast I tried to think less which is hard because I'm an overthinker but I would often joke with my family that I use 98% of my brain all day every day I mean at work my brain is on go and then I come home and then if you know once I was in school I was doing schoolwork or just something else and I would have to use my brain more and my brain was tired so I returned to reading which took care of two things I think it encouraged my imagination by doing fiction works where I had to create the space for the story to exist. And then it was a different way for me to consume media instead of it being on a screen. And I noticed my eyes and my body felt more relaxed and it was just so freeing and nice for my brain. And I've been sticking to it. It's been great not having to look at a screen just to create. Um, I blocked out toxic and negative energy from any and everyone, even myself, because sometimes you're your biggest critic. And I got more sun and enjoyed my accomplishments. I really sat back and reflected on how far I've come and enjoyed the things away from the cast. And as I said, I rested. That was the most important part. I still don't know how to take a nap, but let me tell you, I will cancel plans and stay in the house to preserve my energy. I am not going anywhere if I feel like I'm going to be drained. It's just not happening. So that really helped me out and it's been amazing. And I even stopped working out, which seems wild, but it actually helped me and I'll get back to it on my own time. But yeah, I haven't been consistent at all in working out and I feel so much better for it, but, but we'll be back, we'll be back. And last, I found my why, and I won't reveal that, but it was found, and I think that was the second most important part of this whole exercise, was to rediscover why I even came into the podcasting market in the first place. So for now, I'm returning to everything I loved, slash love, in doses, including this. Everything I do doesn't have to operate on the same schedule, and I'm going to do this because I love to and because I want to. And 
that is important. So if you find yourself facing burnout in any area, know that it is okay. It's normal actually, and it shouldn't be because if we're all burnt out, how's the work gonna get done? How's, how's the work gonna get done? That's, that's just what I wanna ask people, including employers, but that's another discussion for another day. But find your why and find the things and do the things that make you happy. I know that's so cliche, it's actually very cliche, but sometimes those cliches, they hit, they make sense, they're true, and it works. 